Welcome to Tech Talk. And my name is Phil and I'm your host for today. And I've got Klo Willaerts with me. Hey Klo. Phil, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank <laughs> you for coming. Thank Tell me for... a little bit more about the latest news in the tech world. Yeah, I brought some exciting news for you because every week, um, as you know, I have a weekly newsletter. I uh, just switched from review to sub a sub stack. Okay. I didn't like having to switch, but here we are, clobillards.substack.com. Okay. And uh, so it's being sent every Saturday morning, eight o'clock sharp, sharp. And um, um, this is this is uh, the tech news that I've uh, collected the course of the week. And uh, I'm I'm try to avoid talking about chat GPT. Everybody's but I can talking help myself, about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, this week the news dropped that Microsoft is uh, going to include ChatGPT in Bing. Wow. You know, Bing, the search engine that nobody ever uses, uh, nobody ever uses for advertising or for searches. Um, and uh, now it's going to be powered by ChatGPT, and that's mind blowing. And Microsoft can do that because they are one of the founding members and the main investors of OpenAI, the startup okay. uh, behind uh, ChatGPT. And I think in Apple headquarters, they must be biting their nails right now because uh, Siri, when Siri launched, you remember the first times you tried to interact with yeah. Siri? She was, inc was incredibly stupid. <laughs> um, and that was because Siri, uh, at first, used Bing for web searches. And then only a couple of years ago, Apple decided to pick Google Search as the main input for uh, Siri's web searches. Okay. And uh, right now, I bet they feel sorry about that because Siri is, uh, I think, one of the worldwide, one of the most uh, widely used personal assistants. And you, you, you just imagine that everyone with an iPhone would just have access to the, the brain of uh, ChatGPT and just have a language interface wow. with this vast knowledge, not only of what the web has, but uh, the whole learning, uh, the, the trained learning model behind it that actually, uh, in, a, in a rather impressive way, uh, can guess what the context is of what yeah. you're asking and then uh, remembers what you asked before. So I think 2023 will become the year that search engines reinvent themselves. Yeah. That took a while. We've been using them for 20 years now. And... Uh, uh, I think well, I think it's bad news for, for for Google Search and for Siri. So there's two Silicon Valley. Yeah, you you show me also uh, one other search engine, you.com. You.com, an, an amazing <laughs> URL. So why you you.com? Um, this this one popped up um, in my feeds uh, in the course of the in the course of this week. Although it exists, it, it launched in in perpetual beta somewhere in 2021. And it's it's interesting because you.com kind of uh, um, it combines all all types of sources from the web and um, uh, and then instead of just presenting them in uh, a search engine result page mm. the way Google Search and Bing do um, it uses AI to offer you whatever interface works best for you so it is an AI driven search engine it still uses the regular web sources. Um, but it, it uses AI to learn more about you and your preferences and the type of format you would like to get the results presented in. Um, and uh, I think, uh, so I, I had to look it up because you look, I couldn't believe someone got their hands on this URL. Um, but Udacom um, was founded in 2021 by former Salesforce employees and um, um, it's based in California and they claim 
that they summarize only what the AI thinks is uh, yeah. the best parts are of the internet and then without ads and with total respect for your privacy but you know they all started like that you know without ads with total respect for your privacy well we'll see where it takes us uh, eu.com and then uh, very soon also bing.com i think i think uh, i'm waiting for a personal assistant um, app offered mm. by Microsoft. I never thought I would say that, but no. they used to have one. They used to have one. They're sitting with the Apple devices. I know <laughs> we're surrounded by Apple devices, um, but um, so uh, Microsoft kind of killed their own uh, virtual assistant a mm. couple of years ago. She was called Cortana. Cortana is actually uh, a, a character from one of their games, and um, I met the team behind Cortana, and they were really working on. They, they was they were seeing it as the equivalent. of of okay google and uh and the amazon uh it's not called echo it's the other one uh uh and and then of course siri so it, it could stand next to these other three virtual assistants and they kind of killed the project because it wasn't uh you know it wasn't valuable enough yeah. um just imagine if they were just and uh, microsoft if you're listening if you would revive cortana um i i tested the the ai two or three years ago by by talking uh, to cortana in the, in the headquarters uh, of microsoft yeah. in, in redmond wow. and uh, i was impressed and i also liked the fact that she had a personality um cortana has a personality you could ask her questions like star wars or star trek and then Without even blinking, she said Star Trek, and I liked her immediately, of course, uh, because of that. Um, so imagine that um, Microsoft revives the virtual assistant mm. uh, project. Please reuse the name Cortana. It was a really cool name. And, uh, and, and, and has a run on uh, ChatGPT as well. Why the fuck not? So Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the world of ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, another thing about ChatGPT. So I think it was, and and we we should have you know a penalty every time we mention the word Elon <laughs> Elon or Musk. But there we are. Um, he said that ChatGPT is the end of homework, uh, which is true. The, most of the discussions around ChatGPT is are around uh, universities and colleges panicking uh, mm. and and uh, blocking. Oh my God, that that'll that'll help uh, blocking the URL when the students are on the university or high school's ground. Um, but there was one thing, you know, I've been using it intensely for the past month or so. And uh, uh, um, it, it's, um, of course, the business model is based on uh, commercial um, companies getting API access mm. to uh, to ChatGPT and then building other services on top of that, the way Dolly has, and uh, yeah. basically. But... Um, I got I got the news this week, with kind of worrying that the AI, the ChatGPT, has introduced a new feature called watermarking text. So um, that's bad for the students, I think. That's bad, you know. It's it's <laughs> it's like doing a PowerPoint presentation, and then your images uh, still have like Getty images watermark on it. That's uh, that's when everybody knows that you were too cheap to buy your mm. own stock images so how exactly does a language model watermark the text yeah, that's, I, I um, think it's difficult to do no no it's not because it, it, it's an ai it uses cryptography obviously and it kind of sneaks patterns of words and letters and punctuations uh, okay. in a secret as a secret code sneaks it into the text that so if the students adjusted a little bit then it's yes of course that's that's of course because i can smell 
a chat GPT text from miles away now. Uh, it, it does if if you don't if it's just like with the text to image uh, uh, AIs. If if you don't if your prompt is not good enough, it'll just do something out of its own uh, image of what they, it thinks is a good text. It, it's not always true. Um, my advice uh, is to use that other AI-driven uh, platform um, where you can adjust the style, uh, which is Grammarly. I use Grammarly a lot. I've been using the professional version for three years now, I think. So Grammarly now knows my writing style. So that's also AI. It's also AI driven, but in the sense that it's not um, it's not generative AI. No. So uh, Grammarly doesn't write for you the way Jasper or Copy.ai they they write for you, but Grammarly doesn't write for you. Um, but the AI part of Grammarly is that it learns from the spelling and grammar corrections that it presents to you. So after a while, it will learn from what you accept as the corrections mm. in in Grammarly and. Um, uh, so what I what I do, uh, like I said, I just uh, I wrote another handbook in the past three weeks. Uh, it's not written by ChatGPT, but let's just say that every every time I just I was I got I got a, some sort of a mini writer's block. Um, it's good to have this writing yeah. assistant next to you to come up with some ideas in bullet points usually, um, and then I could get going again, mm. and then I would make sure that it was written in my style by just feeding it to Grammarly, my Grammarly. But yeah, then you're writing a book mm -hmm. in a really fast time. Yes, I, I wrote uh, a 300-page handbook called Digital Content Like Pro. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's become a whole series now. It started with Digital Marketing Like a Pro, then Video Marketing Like a Pro, and now there's Content Marketing Like a Pro, and it usually it takes me like three months uh, to complete a book. Um, and now it took me three weeks. Uh, wow. So yeah. So in in terms of, I think the impact of this type of generative AI mm. is in terms of productivity. And yeah. all these discussions about um, are you still the author of a text or where is the copyright plagiarism that type of thing? They're moot to me. They're moot. It, it's not. It's that's not the point. It is about productivity and then allowing yeah. creatives who write who design. Um, True design. Who as make as well, videos yeah. because that's yeah. the logical next step yeah. um, to uh, to have this this whole production cycle shortened by a factor ten, uh, and that's I'm willing to pay for um, absolutely. It's it's like the time that the the kids um, before the phone. Now it's before AI. <laughs> before AI, yeah. <laughs> so but I remember when I am um, um, as you know. I was I was already on the internet when you were still you know uh, when it was still in black and white and only open yeah. two or three hours a day, and I remember the, the exact same discussion when Wikipedia was created, yeah. um, uh, when it came to schools and homework and writing and people would say yeah but then everyone will just copy paste from Wikipedia mm -hmm. so that didn't happen either. Wikipedia no. is a starting point for research. Uh, it can show you the way mm. to to your for your thinking process, you know, and then you can see what Wikipedia can. Wikipedia themselves uh, uh, say that they are the worst possible source <laughs> to yeah. quote if you're writing a book <laughs> or a thesis. So, um, yeah, but can you imagine how Wikipedia can benefit from this as well? Because it's, of course, it's, it's all about writing by people, Wikipedia. I think the first thing that uh, developer teams feed into any language model AI is the whole of Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, I think, is logical. And then anything that 
on on the rest of the internet that Wikipedia links to mm. is also included, and, and then the AI spiders on from there. So I think that's how the training starts. But another another tool um, we're mentioning text to image, and as you know, uh, Canva.com included text to image. I think it's based on stable diffusion. So oh. uh, what I use now, I've been I've been on a roll. I, I've I've started blogging again. So I started my personal blog at Pinox in two thousand and four, and when you look at the archive, um, I used to be a lot more active, of course, because at first I would blog three or four times a day, and mm -hmm. sometimes it was just a link dump. And then, but when Twitter came along, it, it kind of didn't replace the blog, but just you know sharing links to interesting stuff on the web. That that's what Twitter took, right? And then the newsletter came. So. Actually, just sitting behind my keyboard and then start typing a blog post that, that I hadn't done that in like 10 years. And then uh, somewhere between Christmas and New Year's Eve, uh, I just started blogging. I think I wrote six blog posts in the past week. Um, and, and I'm really happy with the, the blog post. Like I said, this is something that catches my eye in the course of the week. Like uh, the, 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 I, I wrote a blog post about... Um, um, chronic pain or I wrote a blog post about just anything that catches my eye the fact that um, a lot of old movies and books and magazines from the year 1927 uh, are now available available for the, the public you know the, the the copyright has expired now so a blog post about that so that's that's great wow. and the images I make with Canva so Canva now the images for my blog posts uh, Canva now has text to image AI included wow. I thought it was only like runway ML and but and no, that's the, the it is it is only you know Dolly and yeah. and, and and stable diffusion and, and maybe a handful of them, but Canva simply has an API to these originals and uh, and that's how it works. There's a lot of you know there's that's a, a slab in the face for Adobe, I think. Yes, and speaking of Adobe, so this this week, past week, couple of days ago, Canva. Uh, announced that it now has over 100 million monthly active users. Uh, and that's, uh, according to Canva, <coughs> nearly four times the number of Adobe's creative software users, <laughs> four times more. And of course, Adobe is, it, it, it moved successfully from for professionals only to not everyone. I mean, mm. the, but they do have, I, I do everything on an iPad, right? And they do have a number of apps um, that are like the light versions oh. of the professional one. And you you can do a lot of creative work yeah. with Canva apps if you're a total beginner. Yeah. Uh, so they are, I think, the industry standard uh, for any visual work um, until <laughs> apparently uh, Canva, yeah, I must say they, they've, they've added a lot of features that Adobe can never offer. Canva now has also Canva Docs, uh, DOCS, and, and that's a frontal attack to Google Docs and Microsoft Word. So it's going beyond, uh, you know, um, cropping your images so they fit as a Facebook page header. I remember that Canva started like that for a lot of people. Yeah, I think Canva is also easier to use because the sizes are already there. And when, exactly. you, go, when you go in Photoshop or Illustrator, it's all the same things as in the past, 20 years ago, like an A4 or an A3 page and, and that's it. But Canva is like, oh, you want the Facebook banner or, and that, that, make it, and that makes it a little bit easier for people to use. Yes, of course. For me as well as a creator. So 
Yeah. You, you Do you use Canva as well? No. no. Oh, okay. You're still in the <laughs> no. Adobe camp? Yeah, I, I still use Adobe for video editing and, and also for Photoshop or logo design as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but I'm I'm exper uh, I'm I'm using Figma now, and Figma is, oh, is, yeah, Figma. is also something like Adobe XD. Figma is owned by Adobe now, I think. Yeah, yeah, they bought it, they bought it, but then it went wrong. <laughs> Sometimes the the server is down as well now, so that because Figma is an online uh, tool. Yes. So uh, well, in th in theory, um, all Adobe products are in the cloud now as well, right? Yeah, but it's not stable enough. Ooh. Yeah. Adobe is not stable enough because uh, before Adobe bought it, it was really good, Figma. Yeah. Never had an issue. And yesterday we were chatting about uh, changing yeah, some we landing pages. Uh, yeah, and it was an, a server a issue. And I saw on the logs that it was like a few times that day. So that <laughs> that's really bad. But yeah, okay. But the good, the, if you, you can, it's a different target audience, I think, yeah. uh, Canva and, and Adobe, but they get, they're starting to overlap a lot. If yeah. you're like a small advertising agency and you have to create an infographic <laughs> uh, for one of your yeah. customers, um, the, Canva has these, these hundreds of templates that you yeah. can use. And then I think it's good because and, and you start with something that yeah. Canva has in, in their catalog and then you start tweaking it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good because in the past everybody asking me for some easy stuff like infographics and yeah, it was my calendar was full and and yeah, if you got a tool like this, I can help you further. But use the tool. So yeah, it's good. Wow, Canva. I yeah. start. I'm I'm starting uh, using it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna tell you why I choose the professional program, uh, the professional version of Canva is is because I was lazy. I, I didn't want to go look for stock images or images that I'm legally allowed to use. And then if you have the professional version, you already have this this big cut. And so it's yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's not what Canva was made for, but that's what I started using it for once I had the professional version. So yeah, lazy people is like the best target audience. If you can tell lazy people who have a lot of work to do, um, pay me 50 euros a month and I will save you a lot of time and yeah. effort and it will still look good. Uh, that's that's one of the best business models you can have. Yeah, and also the, the text-to-image is a really, really, really good invention because um, there's always an issue with stock images. The stock images on a web page, uh, on Shutterstock or something like that is always the same but when you need something specific then Midjourney or Runway ML is a really good tool to get I've made the poster design with a smiley on a on a headphone, and that's yeah, that's really nice thing to do. And when I need to design it, it would take ten hours or something. And now like it that. took you ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I rearranged some stuff. Yeah, it's like, a starting point. It's, a it's starting not point, a, yeah. the only thing I'm waiting for, and then that will be a reason to celebrate in 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 our in our broadcast. I think is the the day that generative AI can finally do fingers. Hmm. Uh, because I'm, I'm in a couple of Discord channels and, and Facebook groups where they publish the images that are generated by, for example, Stable Diffusion or Dolly or the other ones. Hmm. And the fingers appear to be really hard for, and then sometimes you can see in the prompt that we're talking about five fingers per hand. One yeah. of them is an opposable thumb and the other, and it still messes up the yeah. fingers. Yeah, uh, true. So the day that the fingers of that the yeah, eye also rings and stuff like that, yeah. it's, it's doing 
but wicked stuff. It, it could be in a month. In a month, yeah. this could be fixed. Uh, maybe it'll never figure out how to do like glasses mm-hmm. and, and pupils and, and yeah. earlobes and fingers. But the fingers are the worst. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fingers, I'd like to um, talk about nipples uh, right now. Oh. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a bridge. <laughs> it's a bridge. Uh, so TikTok um, has uh, updated uh, its app so that uh, creators can prohibit younger viewers from seeing any of their short form videos uh, that are better suited for a wholly adult audience. I, I, I've seen, I think Free the Nipple was of course, in, I think it was 2014, uh, mm. mainly on Instagram, um, a reaction against the censorship of the large social media platforms uh, against any imagery Mm-hmm. Um, that would contain full frontal nudity, as, as as it was called, and then the standards for what is considered to be dangerous material that children should never see are different in Silicon Valley than they are in Europe, for example. And yeah, I think sure. the, the whole free the nipple, I remember um, in, in 2014, it's still going on a little bit. So, uh, And then, of course, OnlyFans came along. Mm-hmm. And uh, OnlyFans is is bigger than you think it is. It's a very valid business model, and uh, and then and yeah, then also influencers are using it just yeah, of with course. clothes on. It's not only a pornographic. No, no, no. I, I only today I read about that uh, OnlyFans is launching the safe for work features where they have cooking shows. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but but uh, I think the other video social media platforms are seeing this. There mm-hmm. is a large audience for uh, a specific Mon- type of videos. Yeah, and monetizing and your content. Monetizing your videos. I was looking for that. Exactly. Yeah. And and if this takes, you know, showing a little nipple once in a while, maybe TikTok is not Silicon Valley. I mean, it's, no. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I still think it's, I'm, I apologize to our listeners from the United States, but Seeing a nipple will not traumatize a child. There are other boundaries that are a lot more clear to mm. that. Um, so, um, of course, I think, um, of course, a lot of children will lie about their age, uh, especially when there's like a minimum age to enter yeah. a platform. Um, but from a legal point of view, as a creator, when you say, uh, the following is not for viewers under 18. From a legal point of view, you're already a little safer than when, I don't know, some child accidentally uh, will see, I don't know, uh, a nipple slip or something like that. I like it that OnlyFans is moving up to mainstream and TikTok is moving up to OnlyFans. But initially, OnlyFans was for this purpose. It was not a pornographic app. I heard. I've, I heard. I've, I've been told. I've been told that it was original, but that's the story. I'm. I'm not sure if there's always like the story of the founders that originally started with um, musicians, um, a young woman. Oh no, 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 no. That's Patreon. Oh, okay. Patreon was the musicians uh, of Pamplemousse okay. who were looking for a way to monetize uh, the okay. videos they were doing. No, I've been told, but I'm not sure uh, if it's if it's true. But I've been told it was a girl, and and uh, someone had uh, leaked nude pictures that she took of herself, but sent to someone I don't know, a boyfriend, a then boyfriend, and he was trying to extort her uh, by um, demanding money, or he would put them public somewhere. So, um, and uh, she reacted by putting them online herself and asking money for access. So that that is supposed to be the la petite histoire. 
okay. funny fans. Um, so um, that the reaction was that, so you want to see my nude pictures? Well, you can, but you'll have to pay for access. Smart girl. <laughs> well, uh, the good news is that we have all these people who dream of becoming creators and who have become pretty good at, you know, taking pictures themselves and then editing videos. Uh, mm. You know, that's what Instagram and TikTok is all about. And for a large part, maybe also YouTube. So it's, a, it's not an economy yet. I wouldn't say there is a thing as creator economy and people actually making money with what they're doing. But all these skills that have been, there's a lot more videographers and photographers than 10 years ago now. Yeah, and, true. And um, if you look at the results, some of them are pretty good. So this, this, this will have an effect. And if the platforms enable that on TikTok, you can, still can't make money, right? So not directly, not like you can on YouTube. On YouTube, you get 50% of, of the advertising revenue. If, if you're big enough and if you've been approved as a channel that can have advertising, TikTok doesn't have it yet. Instagram doesn't have it. Um, yeah, they have like a uh, creator marketplace, TikTok. But yes. I heard they are paying uh, less money than YouTube well, is doing. They, so. they, they, TikTok and I think Snapchat, all of them have some sort of a creator fund. So whenever there's a, a creator on the platform and this creator says like, I should move to YouTube because at least with my size of audience, I can make money through advertising there. And then they will pay this creator uh, from, from a fund is like 10,000, 50,000 dollars. Yeah, and, and, and I heard that there was a white paper leaked from YouTube, mm. Google, um, that they're also gonna monetize the short uh, form. Yeah. Video. So I hearing on TikTok videos about people uh, moving to YouTube. Immigrating exactly. To, yeah. Exactly. So. Although uh, a short shorts are really short. So I'm not sure where in this super short video they will sneak in advertising, but I'll sure we'll find a yeah. solution. Somewhere. I think it's difficult. It's uh, on on TikTok when you open the app, it's like directly the sh the, the portrait view of videos, and on YouTube, it's like a tab. And how are you gonna put it in the tab? Because then you are already make a move, and then if you already get an advertisement, it's. I'm I'm mm. seeing um I'm I'm seeing the quality has somehow risen a little on YouTube Shorts because at first it was just recycled TikTok videos, mm -hmm. which I hate. Yeah, I mean sure. don't 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 do that. If it it clearly has this, it's made for TikTok. You can't just copy it somewhere else. It's so specific TikTok mm. videos. You shouldn't try. You shouldn't even try and recycle them uh, somewhere else. Maybe the original video, but not you know as a TikTok video. I wouldn't because there's the music, there's the sound effects, uh, there's this whole TikTok style. True, and, and now I'm seeing that uh, the big content creators who are already on YouTube are using it as a micro uh, exactly. content, like the the big videos. They they chop it up and pieces and then they put it on the exactly yeah. yeah and and that's that's of course what uh, I, I bet there are already ai driven services where you simply upload your youtube video uh, or post uh, uh, yeah your youtube video 30 30 minute youtube video and then it'll just barf out uh, a downloadable zip of all <laughs> sorts of ready to upload youtube shorts yeah. and then uh, Instagram Reels uh, already in the right dimensions, the yep. right format with closed captions, the whole works. Um, I bet they're already uh, available right yeah, we now. Can, we can search it because I, I already came across it, but I, the name I don't know anymore. So but maybe for the next episode, we're gonna gonna slip it in. Yeah, of show. course. The, the, since, uh, so for, for those who are wondering uh, what are Chloe Lartz and Phil Verheyen doing together, so 
uh, we have uh, we're having a baby together and it's called socialrunners.com um, it's it's live but it's still you know it's in, in beta, in beta. beta. Yeah. <laughs> can you explain can you explain what social runners is about yeah social runners is a, a platform where you can you can look at it like a LinkedIn and where you can book people professionals and the people are content creators like videographers phot phot uh, photographers graphic designers and you have the tools now but for many stuff uh, many AI, AI tools but for many stuff you need that authentic uh, view of uh, a content creator who, are, who is making you like an influencer uh, who is making good videos about you about your story and that's uh, what we offer you can book videographers, photographers, copywriters as well mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to make your content for your business or yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And um, I'm, um, my, my network is mostly marketing professionals and I hear a lot. They realize that they have to create a lot of, they actually have some money put aside for the production of online videos uh, for social media and, and, and uh, for their websites. So they just can't find these professionals. No. In, uh, um, and and, um, and for th this booking platform is for them. It also takes care yeah. of, um, you know, the small print. Like, do I have a license to use this material? Do I get the raw footage or not? So all of this is included yeah. while booking. But as well, like editors, you know, if you can make videos by yourself, it's really hard job to edit. It's it's taking you seven hours for a video of an hour, for example. And no, we have the tools, but it's it's a lot of work. So you can go on social runners and you can book one of the creators who can help you with uh, yeah making the content for you. So on the side of the creators, it's a way for them to find customers and and also have a platform that takes care of the all the paperwork, you know, the administrators, the invoices, the offers. Yeah. And then on the side of uh, marketing professionals, but also people who are looking for a videographer for their wedding, <laughs> they can also, I mean, on, on Facebook. And then finding someone who will edit, shooting a video is easy. I mean, you yeah. can shoot a pretty decent video with your iPhone if you want to, if you know the basics. You make but it, you made editing it. it. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the, second, the second job that nobody wants to do is a closed captioning. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. What what I was thinking about it. You have LinkedIn. It's like a professional social media. But what if you can uh, bring a social media marketplace and a, um, a invoice software together? Yeah. And you have something really cool for creators. I'm a creator myself, and it's it's a really nice tool to have. Like, oh, I send you my booking link, and uh, you can see when I'm available, and you can book me, and I come back with an offer. Uh, and afterwards as well, like uh, you have WeTransfer, you have that many tools, but we're gonna put it in one uh, platform. They can send the, the files over and when the files are downloaded and accepted, the payment is already done. So um, we'll, we'll give a little updates on the socialrunners.com project every week. So where we're at now is that the platform, you know, the whole workflow works more or less, mm -hmm. the process works. It's just now the web interface needs some work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the um, communication until about what yeah, doing. the copywriting. So I'm still working on if, if you come across pages that are still missing or 
the text on the page or the images are not up to, uh, just bear with us. We're literally working on it. I was literally working on it an hour ago. <laughs> um, so we're just, uh, we, we, we've decided to build the plane on our way down. <laughs> yeah. And and we'll see how it lands. But it's also good. We got a lot of feedback from the community. And yes, that exactly. Is, that's a really good thing because that's the only way you can improve uh, the platform for everyone. Mm -hmm. And everyone is happy with the platform this yes way. so but okay you have some news because yes, otherwise apple, we're gonna apple 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 is uh, okay, still apple, yeah apple, yeah <laughs> so you know that there's a number of names that will always come back um like google apple facebook and the others so what did apple do so although apple doesn't really have to save on any money because i think they are literally in terms of cash flow, I think they're literally the richest mm. institute in the world. I mean, there's no country, uh, no other commercial institute, no government that is as rich, uh, has as much money, dollar, dollar bills as Apple has. Uh, yet, they're still trying to find ways to save money. Um, and of course, they're using artificial intelligence for that. And uh, so they quietly, the past, past week, uh, quietly introduced a range of books that were narrated by artificial intelligence. And um, so if you have the books uh, app uh, on, on your iPhone or iPad, you can uh, search for this type of uh, uh, book uh, by entering the keywords AI narration. Okay. Um, AI narration, yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, so you, I, I'm, I'm not sure, do you listen to audiobooks? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, when I go to sleep, it's... What are the, what are the, what is the service again that is the most uh, that, that summarizes books for you uh, as audio, well? Uh, audible. Audible? Audible. On yeah. Audible. Um, and Blinkist. Yeah, yeah. Blinkist, okay. same thing. Uh, and sometimes, of course, a book is just simply being read uh, to you. I did this once and, and I regretted it immediately because it was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and uh, the, there was nothing wrong with the narrator, but the book was so... It's not not written well <laughs> at all, and uh, um, and I had bought the whole series as Whoa. an audiobook, so I actually spent some money on this, and was going on holiday in in Spain, and uh, laying in a hammock. Everything was perfect. I was swinging in a hammock and drinking, you know, uh, cocktails, and then the sun was shining, and there was some music in the background, and then I had to sit through <laughs> this audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> I only made it to, I, I think, two or three chapters, and I was angry with myself because I had bought the whole series. Maybe uh, they need to have Ever the since then, I hated the experience so much that ever since then, I never bought an audiobook again, so... Yeah, maybe they need to bring an option that you have a sexy voice or something like yeah, that. Maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who should have... But, but then even if the book is just, you know, bad, um, you can have a sexy voice. It would still be a bad <laughs> experience. Um, speaking of bad, your grandma. Um, no, um, we haven't had. We haven't talked about augmented uh, virtual reality yet. And there's this. Uh, I discovered a company called. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, Rendever, Rendever is how it's spelled. Rendever, okay. and um, so the business model of Rendever.com is that it offers VR apps. Uh, for elderly people. So uh, VR still a little awkward because you have to wear this, this weird helmet. Do you have like an Oculus or? No, because I'm watching Snapdragon who makes the chips for uh, yeah? VR and AR. Have you invested in Snapdragon or no, do you no, have skin in the really. game? Not yet? Not okay. ready. But, just but it's, it's 
I'm seeing the evolution now because they can can fit it now in the glasses, and I'm gonna want to see how they're gonna fix it with uh, glass, how how it's gonna um, yeah project a the the images. But like uh, Google Glass, remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was ugly, but yeah. Um, I think it's yeah, not that, far that, away now. The helmet thing is it's not. I have an Oculus, and uh, it. Uh, there, there are some interesting applications in there, um, and, but it's, it's just I can't do it for longer than like 20 minutes because I, I start feeling really uncomfortable. Uh, 20 minutes is long enough to be taken out of your physical environment. Yeah, but in the past, they were saying, oh, not too close to the television, your eyes going to hurt. And yeah, now we are watching yeah. uh, VRs like this. I feel a, li a little bit like, um, you know, the, in, in Stranger Things, the experiments that they did with Eleven. And she was submerged. Yeah. It, I feel a little submerged when yeah. I have this helmet on. Uh, so I wouldn't want to do it to my grandmother if she were still alive <laughs> to put this thing on her head and then oh say, now stop whining. <laughs> um, um, so the, the, the target audience is elderly people who are in the nursing homes and uh, and they, they miss you know, their but family. Are it games or is it like educational? or what, what? No, it's a way of communicating with your loved ones. Um, okay. I, I bet there are games in there. I mean, that would be the first thing I would do. Um, that's if, for us when I, we are when we are older we're gonna have a good it, time it's um so this rendezvous uh, company just uh, acquired an app called alcove and uh, that app when she puts on this uh, virtual reality uh, headset it will bring grandma into a vr living room where she can watch movies chat share photos play games with friends and family well well, uh, just I mean, um, like uh, Alzheimer runs in my family. It could help. I mean, you c you could mm. actually create a virtual environment that looks a lot like your old home, and it would quiet them down. Yeah, um, true. Uh, because it's a familiar environment for them. So, I think uh, they're onto something. Uh, but they have to get rid of these clunky uh, headsets. Um, now, um, as you know, I always start. Uh, with a number of pretty serious interesting news, and then it descends slowly into madness. So um, the BBC has an interesting podcast series um, about the rise of online gurus, and it, it's true, you know. Um, um, it, it doesn't matter. It, it seems to be a lot of people are missing something in their lives. And then maybe a couple of generations ago, they would have looked up to, I don't know, a priest or something, um, or... Um, you know, an, an elderly white gentleman in their environment. Uh, and, and now these are no longer there. I mean, we don't do that anymore mm -hmm. for, you know, good reasons. Uh, but still, people are looking for guidance. They want to be healthier. They want to be more productive. They want to get rich. And, and this is a, a gap, a knowledge gap that a lot of online gurus are trying to mm -hmm. fill in. It's a business model. And um, I do it as well. So you do it as yeah. a guru, or do you follow it? No, I follow. I follow. Uh, who are your gurus? Um, Tom Belieu, Impact Theory, mm -hmm. is one of them. Um, how is the guy's name? On purpose is this podcast show. Jay, Shay, Shally, Shay, Halley, something like that. It's so you he's a, when they he's give a, advice, you take it. Yeah, advice. He's, he he was a monarch. And uh, mm. I, I learn a lot about meditation and getting calm because and I got a stressy job as well. So How yeah. do these gurus, how do the, your gurus, how do they make money? With podcasts, yeah. And also Tom Belieu from Impact Theory has a, a nutrition bar. Mm. 
that's uh, that ha- that's how they started at first. And he, with his wife, he has a really amazing story. Uh, they were almost broke up together. Um, they don't have any children. It was not possible for them. And um, yeah, a really hectic time and really feeling lost in this world. And they were going for the health, like fitness, and then uh, bringing uh, motivational videos to people. And now they invite people like you and who have something to tell. And it's, yeah, it's really amazing how every story is different, but it's coming to the same point about your mental health. And that is something that is really helping me a lot. So if maybe um, um, the whole business, the whole market, like on the one side there's the market side and then there's the business side of this, the gurus themselves, how they make money. So this uh, podcast series, I haven't listened yet, but I will. It's called The New Gurus. The, the New, New Gurus, gurus okay. by uh, BBC Radio 4. Um, and, and I'm curious about, you know, how they build up a business, how they build actual money, um, because what they have is a community, they have a tribe. And then when, whenever a so-called guru um, is trying to make money by selling, you know, scams, crypto scams, um, you have this, you have this uh, Logan Paul. I, yeah, there are so sure. many names of people who, who were seen as gurus and then they start you know, yeah. selling stuff that is uh, basically a scam sure. and then they lose their tribe, you know, so yeah. they also lose their source of income. So um, that's what I'm curious about, the new Gurus BBC podcast series. The, yeah. Speaking of yeah. crypto scams, um, that's the biggest disappointment of 2022 for me is that it was, there was supposed to be, a, a, for example, there was a merge, a big merge with a capital M plant for Ethereum and it happened and then tumbleweed and then all of the real life cases that we were waiting for that you could buy actual stuff with mm. Bitcoin or other cryptos. I, on, I got paid for a, a copywriting job uh, in Ethereum. So that's that's the that's the only blip on the radar <laughs> uh, for I'm, me in the whole year. I and missed out in 2015. Oh, two, I see. I have a wallet. Two Bitcoins for a logo. <laughs> wow. And you said no. I said no, yeah. Because oh, I didn't believe God. in it, but yeah, I see the benefits of crypto. But yeah, it's well. Right now, it's only used for speculative yeah. investing, and yeah. uh, that's that's hurting the reputation of of this. Um, I, I, I had expected like a decentralized Web three by now, and then remember NFTs a year ago. Yeah. Um, but if it's only used for speculative investing, mm. I think it's going to kill itself. I mean, that's not interesting enough. Um, and I'm almost there. I mean, we have 15 uh, minutes to go. I have another. We should have a buzzword specific for specific buzzwords, like Elon Musk. <laughs> Apple. Take a snack. <laughs> <laughs> China should be another one. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so China. So China is the biggest market you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Um, it is a country with a lot of, you know, citizens, uh, a, a middle class that has money to spend. Everyone is online. They all speak the same language. Um, they, the, the use of online services is this cannot be compared with any other market. So um, I think it's interesting once in a while to have a look at China, what's going on there and the markets that pop up right there. So right now there's a, a market. Uh, for uh, companies that are looking for 
virtual people to represent them. So what they're looking for is a crossover between a brand ambassador and a spokesperson who behaves like a real person on social media. And um, um, But they're looking for ways to have virtual so you know that there are virtual uh, influencers. I think Lil Michaela is, is one of the most well-known ones, but there are like thousands of them. Mm. But they want them to behave like real people, with the exception of showing the far too human side. So like accidentally liking something really racist or something like that. So they would never do that. They would never uh, create content or publish content outside of a very strict briefing. Okay. Um, and um, I've been told a virtual spokespeople slash brand ambassador would cost about $14,300 a year. And they are attractive to brands looking for immune spokespeople that won't face negative press or any legal issues. And the same thing, it's only a virtual person. So yeah. if, if they cause damage somehow, you can't sue them because they're not real people. Yeah, we are going to the metaverse as well with social runners, and um, we are partnering partnering with uh, Blockchain Valley Virtual, mm. and they are uh, active with Unreal Engine Five. So it's crazy, it's amazing. I'm gonna show you next week uh, how the the visuals is yeah, it's really scary. It's just like the the the, the CEO of the of the business is like the real guy in the virtual world. And when he's moving his lips, it's like the same thing in the virtual world. But does he have legs? No, it's really crazy. He doesn't have legs. Maybe you can con con continue. So why do, why do these you. avatars don't have legs? So that c it means that you're on on the oh, legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, legs yeah. I don't legs in uh, that it's chopping up with uh, the internet. Oh no, 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 legs to walk on. Can yeah. you walk on legs? Does he have legs to walk yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like uh, in meta, it's meta, like the real thing. Facebook's like metaverse or GTA, like you're playing GTA, but then yeah, they they're gonna make uh, little islands from businesses and and uh, games and stuff like that, and you can cross interfere. But I can see uh, it's second life all over again. So. Um, and it's it's an interesting to have this third place um, to hang out with other people and complain about your first and your second place, your work and your home. Uh, that has a value. That's what bars used to be for. But having meetings in the metaverse, that doesn't speak to me at all, at all. We can see with uh, the, the meetings in on zoom it's it's also not the, the same. zoom fatigue is real and yeah. and i i can see myself doing that not not even having you know following some kind of an education in the metaverse it doesn't speak to me sometimes i wonder um i already mentioned that there's um a, a lot of material that is now becoming public property so the copyright it like uh, um and and another thing about a hundred years ago is that uh, a guy called Paul Ferry uh, published a Twitter thread, uh, I think today or the day before, of, uh, no, on January the 1st. So this guy called Paul Ferry, F-A-I-R-I-E, uh, published a, a Twitter thread with screenshots of newspaper clippings of a newspaper that made a list of predictions in the year 1923. So between World War One and World War Two, right? So, uh, uh, and these newspaper clippings make predictions about what life would be like 
in 2023. I'm Shoot. And um, well, an, a number of them, uh, the workday will be four hours long. So Tim Ferriss kind of launched the idea a couple of years ago, but um, no, that didn't happen, <laughs> right? So no, it's only work yeah. for four hours. You know, some days I will take my iPad and start working and try and get in the zone as fast as possible and promise myself that I will stop working whenever the battery runs out yeah. of juice. And uh, But I, I did this for like a month and a half. And now I just bought a longer power cord, <laughs> so I can I can keep working. Um, uh, yeah. So you're moving around with. Yeah. Them. So work days that are four hours long, not there yet. Uh, the second one, women will blacken their teeth and shave their heads. It's not as weird as you think to blacken your teeth. I mean, in 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 uh, old Japan, the geishas, a real oh, yeah. geisha, uh, would blacken her teeth. True. It was seen as a sign of beauty. And then shaving your heads, there are um, like Orthodox Jewish women, uh, they will also shave their heads and wear wigs. Yeah, so but it's I not can't imagine no, that you no, are this, here this, with this, this is not for today. Uh, radio <laughs> will replace gasoline. I think with radio, I mean uh, some sort of uh, waves. Waves yeah. that will replace gasoline. Nah, mm. I know that Nikola Tesla was working on an idea where you mm. could just broadcast energy, yeah. uh, uh, but it, no, it's not yet. Um, uh, but I should have numbered uh, the list. I think we're now at, now at number four prediction in the year 2023. All people will be beautiful. That's true. Look at us. With the right <laughs> Instagram filters, I'm sure we yeah, all yeah, are. Yeah, true. Uh, in the years, so numbers five or six, life expectancy is number five. Life expectancy will be 100 years. More or less. Yeah, why not? I mean, life expectancy, I think it's now for women, it's it's 75 or something like that. And then for some reason for men, it's always lower. Yeah. Um, because they do stuff that kind of uh, shortens their lifespan. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's a thing I really don't understand. People will wear people will wear kidney cozies, something to keep their kidneys warm. I imagine that 1923 was a really cold year. I, the only thing I would say is to wear longer jackets, uh, <laughs> and your kidneys will be warm. Uh, here's one for you: men will curl their hair. Uh, it's all or natural. these girls natural. It's all natural. Yeah. Oh, they are. That's what you, you know. I mean, yeah, it's natural. Now everyone <laughs> will want to be like you. And then mm. this will become the first trend that will actually happen. Men will curl. The, I must say there's a thing called TikTok hair. I call it TikTok hair. Okay. TikTok hair <laughs> is not is just influencer short. hair. No, it's, it's like just really short in the back and the sides, yeah. almost like a skin fade. But then uh, it's longer at the top and then it's a perm. So a lot, I actually know like four or five younger guys that have TikTok hair, uh, and it's uh, I, I see perms coming back. I okay. mean, they're not as obvious as they used to be. So, the United States will have a population of 300 million. I think there's more than that. I, I know that since uh, November, the world is at eight billion. Yeah, that's true. So, um, utensils Ooh. utensils will be made of pulp. I, I'm assuming paper pulp. Um, some, some are. I mean, if you've been in a in a hospital and they're afraid you're going to throw up, they will give you this. This. True. Have you ever yeah. had yeah, this yeah, made yeah, out yeah. of pulp? Is this a utensil? No, I don't think so. 
flights from Chicago to Hamburg will only take 18 hours. <laughs> they take even less flights from, I think 1923, they didn't have commercial I, I flights know. yet. I think if you want to fly from Chicago to Hamburg, it'll take like four hours, not 18. 23. 20, are you real? Oh, there's a virtual assistant that got activated. That's creepy. Which one is it? Commercial flights. Commercial. So Chicago to Hamburg. Yeah, there, there, there were 1920. How yeah. can you even have a, a flight that takes more than 18 hours? Uh, like with a little propeller. Like this <laughs> <laughs> or a balloon, <laughs> a zeppelin. News in the year 2023, newspapers will have been out of business for 50 years. Mm. Uh, but it's becoming harder and harder, I think, for physical newspapers to make. Yeah, it's never been easy. It's never been an no. easy business model. Yeah. Um, but you see now when you open a, a news article that, that they are already, oh, you need to subscribe to read more. And th that's a good business model to do because they're working with like. Oh, really yeah, they had things in episodes yeah. uh, like cartoons yeah. or. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, but it's just news. You all yeah. get our news from the Internet, social media now. Private kitchens will disappear. Uh, well, no, that didn't happen. But I think a lot of people started to order food in uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then you had these ghost kitchens. Yeah, right? so Mr. Bees did it as well. And uh, um, We're almost there. Cancer will be eradicated. Well, unfortunately not. Um, this will still take a while. Although AI is getting better and better at, at you know, um, uh, medical imagery yeah. to seeing, uh, you know, the patterns that could point to having breast cancer, for example, mm. they will they will find these in medical imagery a yeah, lot let's sooner. Hope, let's hope it's, yeah. But still a lot to be done. Um, I think generative AI will start inventing new medication this year. New medication, maybe maybe for cancer treatment. They can invent, I mean, yeah, new I, I molecules. Can, uh, I can so see it happen. New compositions yeah. and then turn them into a pill and then mm. make a pill just for fill. Um, war will be wireless and we might have telepathy well war is not wireless but it's using a lot more drones yeah, than true. than five years ago weaponized drones and then the last one is funny uh, people will communicate using watch size radio telephones I, I had a, a, a very uncanny conversation with someone uh, through my Apple watch this morning because the iPhone was one floor down yeah, and so I actually talked to my watch. Uh, it, it's weird. I mean, it's probably yeah. me, but I do have like a watch size radio telephone. Yeah, you true. can make phone calls with your Apple Watch. I think watch it's if not long from now that we're gonna do it with glasses because I saw that Apple also has some updates coming as well, the VR and AR, uh, yeah, hardware. So let's see. Now, before we leave you guys, I, wanna, um, uh, I want to end with something a little more uplifting. It's called the Full Rainbow. Uh, fullrainbow.co.uk. So it is a British URL. Uh, full Rainbow. What it really is, is uh, it's a fullrainbow.co.uk. Um, it is a, a, a word, a daily word game like Wordle, really. Um, but instead of trying to find a five-letter word with a wordle, you have to solve an anagram. 
uh, against the clock and uh, uh, yeah and it involves quite a lot of rainbows as well so I tried it out and uh, I was kind of pleased maybe there's an AI behind it that kind of plays with you and thinks we'll give her an easy one uh, just to make her think this is a funny little game and then oh, kind of make Friday. me a little <laughs> bit more miserable every time I try it out so it's um, definitely not. Uh, how is it going? Are you solving the anagram yet? No, it's like Vantage, Phil. Vantage. Yeah, today's rainbow is Vantage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I I swear to God I haven't I haven't solved it today yet. I just saw it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so full just to bring a smile on your face. And then uh, speaking of the smile. Uh, you know Tiny Desk Concert, right, MPS? Do you know no. this YouTube channel? Tiny Desk Concert okay. is um, is um, an acoustic set uh, by artists in a very cramped, it looks a little bit like a, a bookstore. Um, Stromae was there a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And uh, so now uh, the Tiny Desk Concert uh. that made my week is by The Smile. And uh, The Smile, as you may know, is uh, a side project by uh, Radiohead's uh, singer and guitarist, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. And uh, they're playing uh, an amazing set uh, with a saxophone player and a drummer uh, in this little cram bookstore with their band, The Smile. Yes, that's the one. And it's, uh, it's really, really, really good. Um, I saw them this summer at uh, uh, TWTW Classic Festival in, in Belgium. And uh, I, I ju- I'm just amazed. If you are two musicians, the singer and the guitarist of, of one of those major bands, Radiohead, and then just decide, you know what? We'll do a little side project, um, just the two of us, and we'll see where it'll take us uh, outside of this big Radiohead project. And uh, The Smile nice. is, has uh, quickly become one of my favorite bands to see live. And now you can all see them in a very intimate set somewhere in a very cramped little store as a tiny desk concert. Uh, the title of the YouTube video is The Smile Tiny Desk Concert. Good found. So thanks. Uh, that's all I have uh, for you. If you want to click on the links, Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock, I send out my Substack newsletter, clovelats.substack.com is where all the links that we talked about are um, for your convenience. Thank you very much, Clo. It was an honor to have you, and we're going to do this more often. So um, looking forward to it. See you next week, same hour, same place. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.